these right here, so. Oh, we topped Whoa. it. Cole topped it. Okay. Ready to go? Yeah. Oh, we shanked it. Oh, look at that line, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, boy, is he out of sync. Welcome to another episode of the Bogey Boys podcast. You are joined here by your hosts, Kevin and Mark. How are we, bro? Very good. Yeah. Another yeah. week had it. Lots gone on. A lot has gone on, yeah. Yeah. It's the gift that keeps on giving, isn't it? It is, yeah. Did you play much last week? Did I play? Did I play? I played nine holes. Did you? But I went to range three times. Good lad. We're still the, working on I what David. Yeah, just yeah. just um really ingraining it in. And I've been the gym five times as well, really working on what Matt was, because we've lost touch with Matt's program a bit. Even when we were going to the gym, we were just doing sprints and like circuits. But you forget like how much like knowledge and effort goes into that training program. I was yeah. looking at it. There's videos like, and for anyone that wants to get into the fitness, they should drop us a DM or drop Matt a DM because the just the way every single exercise is accompanied with a video, and you just. You could you can feel the loading days and the, the the twisting days and the strain days. It's like it's I feel a lot better and I feel like I can load me left side a lot better as well. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Good. How did you play on the nine holes? I was just more treating it as an on course driving range session again, to be honest. I wasn't trying to score. No. I was more well Golf Digest released this thing. And it was like a ten-part series with Tiger Woods called My Game. Have you seen it? No. I only noticed it on um, on Saturday, and there was a thing about his practice and how he sort of does things. And what he says is like he uses like lesser. He says he sacrifices lesser competition sometimes to pull off a shot that then he can pull off the shot in the major. So I was thinking about like when you're playing and you can like I'm learning like new chipping techniques or a new whatever. Like unless you're practicing it. On course, you're never going to be able yeah, to do it. Yeah, you need to put yourself you? in them situations. Yeah, yeah. basically. That's where they say it in 10 balls from one position and you're chipping it. It's good for technique and that. But realistically, when are you going to get a perfect lie? You, you no, know, you it's... need to be throwing them all around the yeah, place, don't exactly, you? Just yeah, exactly. Test... Downhill, downhill, above, ball above your feet. Everything test, test a lot. And even like, even you could stand there, winds off the right. I could aim 30 yards right and just hit a nice little draw on the wind and it'll. Like in my mind, that the shot I would like to see. Yeah. But whereas taking a club more and playing a little baby fade against that wind is unnatural for me, and I, I could pull, pull uh, or double yeah. cross it, and, yeah. and anything can go wrong. But there's sometimes where that draw is not available. Like it, it really hits on what Jim Payne said when we had that golf day at SNA, where like he's like, you could have played your best golf, and when you're actually taking into account where the miss was on that particular golf course and where the flag was on that particular day. They moved the pin position to the other side of the golf course and you've got a completely different score. Yeah. So it just really hits home, but like having both shots in the locker. Yeah. So really... But that decade system's yeah, so good, isn't it? exactly that. Because you're talking about, obviously, your dispersions, where you're placing it, considering, like, if the flag's on the right-hand side, left-hand side of the fairway is obviously preferable, isn't it? But is the danger down the left-hand side and what do you have to do? So... There's a lot more that goes into just teeing it up, hitting it down the fairway and it onto the green, isn't it? Exactly, yeah. and I was just, actually literally what I've been doing, I've just been doing a bit more visualisation, like I read another thing off that, um, Scott Louis Stagnan or Scott Force at one of them, talking about this guy on the corn ferry and he, ne- he was hitting to a patch over there and he's like, why aren't you aiming at a flag? He's like, well, 
I don't aim at a flag on the golf course, so I don't want them to enter me, want to enter me peripheral vision. I don't even want to see a flag. Interesting, eh? Yeah. But then it's so hard. Like I was like saying, I was like, I don't want to aim at the flag, but then I was like, this is such a flag to aim at. <laughs> like, <laughs> even though, and then I tried That's to, it, I tried to aim away. I tried to aim. Trying to control it. the beast. I tried to aim at it. And then of course, short. And I was like, oh, obviously there's long as well, isn't it? Long, it could be the play. Yeah. Definitely. Well, when well, you're yeah. talking last week about on six at SNA, you go long there. Dead. Lost ball, isn't it? Yeah. And if you do find it, you're not getting up and down. No, well, that's it all. It's such. I was just sort of incorporating the, like, the next. Because I've been playing that much this year, so my score isn't really a thing that I can be looking at. So I wanted to look at like improving yeah. my technique a bit more. So then hopefully next year or like through the winter. Well, that's it. You practice, don't you? So you to, for shot execution. So you try all these things, like you've just said, the low fade, the high fade, the high draw, because you want to, when you need to play that shot, you need to execute it. Yeah. Well, that's all good now. But what you can shave so many shots off your game just through good course management. Oh, a million percent. All yeah. of it. it. It's it's a full. It's a. It's so much more than just as you said, hitting the ball, hitting the green. Like there's. That will save you the purpose if then the flags can treat you well by where they are. But then if they're not. And then patience and then going for certain ones and like sacrificing a part on a birdie all sometimes because you're having it the, in the right spot. Well, yeah, we'll, I know we'll come on to it later when we talk about the BMW Championships, but it's probably a perfect time to discuss the Jordan Spieth. Exactly. Uh, Grella conversation. You exactly know, you've got that. Jordan Spieth. Anyone who's not seen it, it's quite funny. To be honest, Jordan Spieth, um, he's got about what, about 140, is it, to the to the green, middle yeah. of the green, something like that. He's got a 9-9 anyway. And he's close to the lip of the bunker, and he's t- he's telling his caddy, "I think if I clip this, I'll be able to get it over the lip and onto the middle of the green." And the caddy's like, "Well, that's cool for a Tuesday or a Wednesday, but why not just chip it out?" And and anyway, he said, "I know that if I go for it and I catch it fat or I hit the lip, it's only going to go where you're telling me to, to go now to, anyway. to wedge it to anyway. So there's no risk in it." Yeah. And like, th- didn't enter his mind that he would catch it. And fat it into the water. That no. shot was just not there. The he said, "There's no way." There. But obviously, it was. It was because he's dumped it straight in the middle of it. So it's just interesting, like those conversations and thought processes. Well, it's, and... you could see, like it, although although we Gorilla didn't say it's Gorilla, isn't it? Yeah. Although he didn't say the words, "Don't fucking hit this shot." Yeah. <laughs> like, he basically, he basically like he went around. He said everything. Yeah. He, he went way, around the houses. Like, Are you sure this is a Tuesday, Wednesday? Like, yeah. No, it's cool like for it. It's a great shot. Cool for a Tuesday, Wednesday shot, isn't it? Isn't it but it's say, right, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. No, it is. Yeah, but try that one in practice, but don't try and do it when you're up there and you've got a chance of yeah, winning the tournament. Exactly, so yeah. obviously, it weren't to be for him. But I just thought when you talk about having good course management and having uh, good shot selections, I know everybody hasn't got the benefits of a caddy, but having those shot selections, they can shave shots off oh, your score. Percent. If he chips that out, knocks it on the green and misses the putt. Worst he can do is a bogey, isn't it? Well, even even at that level, with a caddy, with all the cameras, the whole world watching, he still can't make the decision. So you need to let yourself <laughs> off yeah. for like in the Sunday medal to like when you go for a par five and two and put it in the wood at water. Yeah. Like it's it's golf. It's what's the word that I'm looking for? It's like you can it's forgivable. Yeah, it is, yeah. <laughs> I played, I done nine holes on Friday night. I had to catch up with a couple of the lads who just went to the form be par three. Yeah, okay, let me just check my phone a sec. It was a four ball one, it's catch up. Four par three. I own that place. <laughs> yeah, but we can't go on a five ball, ball can we? Can. <laughs> Sorry, I'll make sure you've got anyway. next time. So, anyway, we, we'd had it organized for a few weeks and I let them down the week before. So, anyway, we, we turned up and 
since I've started playing again over the last few years, Jono's got really good. He's yeah. down to, I think he's back up to one now, but he, yeah, he entered open qualifying this yeah, year. Yeah, I've seen him down there. Yeah, yeah he's, um, he's done very well. And But since I've come back, I've never beat him. He's really competitive and he's always like, you're not beating me. I'll give you as many shots as you want. Really cocky about it. So I was like, okay, well, I, I, I'm comfortable around the par three. So we go around and we play and um, I beat him. Yeah. Oh, you should have seen shots. it. No shots, no. Oh, nice. Yeah. I, um, I made a six on the first. What? Yeah, and then I was level par for the rest. Shot three over. Match play then? No. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he shot four over. But I um, I birdied the second. Then they got a hole in one on the second. Did put you? it to an inch, yeah. Did you? And then... Um, Did you ever go with the challenge while you were up there? What challenge? The um, approach challenge. There's the pin. No, it was after work. I didn't see off till like half six. Oh, right. Okay. So I just went and played the nine holes and had a pint afterwards. It was just more a catch-up with them, really. Because yeah. I haven't seen them for a while. But... um. I know how competitive John will get and I beat him and then like just keep messaging now saying um the champ's just on his way to the match. And <laughs> <laughs> given that I was like you I was like I said to him on Saturday, when when do you want this rematch to, to take your crown back? And he went, I'll come and pick you up now and we'll go, I'm ready whenever. So oh, he, he really wants, wants it. it back, yeah. But yeah, played well. Played all right, yeah. Sounds just, good yeah. Did you straight out the car though, was you? Straight out the car, you yeah. Do that like, that's... It's straight from work, wasn't it? Straight at, at that. Yeah. And that first hole, it was it was quite windy into your face. It's like a little wind tunnel, that isn't it? It Off is, the yeah. Field. It's mad. Yeah. It's like two so, clubs more than every other hole so in the to, world. I hit a six iron, um, and just snap hooked it. Lost ball left. Did you? <laughs> shot of the day. So I did three off I bet the tee. I was rubbing his hands well, together. I, yeah, well, he made a bogey on the first. I made a six, and then he bogeyed the second, and I made a two. So caught him up quite quick. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I was just one behind after after the um, two holes. Then so. Yeah, it was quite competitive, but nice. I got one over on him. Good. But apart from that, I haven't really been playing. I haven't been going to the gym, been drinking a lot. Life's good. You're, you're a role <laughs> model for young kids everywhere. <laughs> um, Golf news then, what have we got? Well, Patrick Reed lost his marbles, any? Oh, God. I yeah. had something good to say about him last week about the, um, are you saying that the Asian tour could take, or Liv could take on the PGA tour? And now coming out with like a character lawsuit for like 750 million. Yeah. What sort of damage could you be do to someone's... He should sue himself for it the damage crazy. he does to himself. We spoke about this last week, didn't we? Like, I don't really... I don't really agree with all this lawsuit. I think it does more damage than the game than anything. It's um, terrific. It's as be... well because once the lawsuit gets involved, Sky News get hold of it. And all you're seeing on Sky is, oh, Tiger flies in for meeting. Like Patrick Reed lawsuit, like it's like what is going on in golf? Yeah, and so yeah. like someone who does is borderline, like just sees it at the bottom. Yeah, it's good. This Netflix documentary is going to be unbelievable, isn't it? Like the drama from it, but like like you say, golf needs to get back to. The, it's not going to do yeah, it for a while. Yeah, these lawsuits hanging over. There's always going to be that air of oh, what's going on with golf. You know, giving well, it a bad name. Well, speaking of the other lawsuit, the Live One, Phil Mickelson, and all that, it got. Postponed till 2024. Yeah, they've given a court date now. Yeah, they reckon around 8th of January 2024, don't they? So you can't, like, there's no one that could see that till then. Well, I know. I think Pat Perez has pulled out of it, hasn't he? And a few others have pulled out of the of the lawsuit now. Yeah, well, it's one of them. It's more of like a, it was a threat one and they went through with it and then they lost and then now they're just pushing again, aren't they? So sort of like, I'm clutching at straws, really. It's not going to do anything, is it? No, and I think moving on to another bit of topic news is obviously you mentioned Tiger flying in. Obviously 15 of the best players in the world were there. There was 22 players in attendance for that for that meeting. 
Ireland was the first informal discussions, weren't it? When they met, when it all started. Well, yeah, well, there was eleven of them. Well, obviously now another eleven have joined in. I think No Laying Up have just released the list of the full twenty-two as yeah, well. Yeah, seeing that. Yeah. yeah, so you got Max Homer and um, a few. The mad now. one that was in there that I would have not expected to be there was Victor Hovland. Yeah, you added that he was gone, didn't you? I thought he was gone. Yeah, I think just because they've attended that meeting doesn't mean that they haven't gone though. Yes, yeah, because you could have certain players who've been invited to say, "Look, you haven't signed your contract." There could be players to who are thinking keep them. to try and say, "Look, but this is what we're doing. We'd like you to stay." And yeah. this is obviously Cam Smith weren't there, was he? No. Um. So, but I think he was the only one out the top fifteen in the world that wasn't there. Yeah. So you've got the, all the best players in the world coming together, and from what we've he- we haven't heard nothing off the players, but from what we've heard is like there was a unanimous conclusion that everybody was happy with what was being proposed. And when you look at the proposals, you know, it's, it's similar to live really, isn't it? That fire pit collective, was it? I've seen that they, a blog. Put, they put it out. Yeah. Yeah. So you've got 18. It was the same guy, that Alan Shipnock again. It was him. Is that who it was? Yeah yeah. 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 So you've got 18 tournaments with the top 60 players in the world, 20 million pace with no cuts. So I think one of the drivers. Hmm, where have I seen that before? <laughs> one of the drivers behind this was you only get to see the full field for about six or seven tournaments a year. Um, obviously the players' tournaments are champions. You always get to see them because that's all the winners. But the WGC, WGC's majors and the players, that's all you ever really see. Now the idea with this is to run a schedule from January to August where you get 18 tournaments with all the best players in the world because that's what they've said. We want to play against each other more often. Now, the whole point of Liv, when Liv first come out, was that we don't get to see the best players in the world playing against each other and getting paid what they, uh, what they deserve. Yeah. So now it's, you know, these 60 players are going to be guaranteed money. There's no cuts, so there's a guaranteed money for coming last or coming first. So, like you say, similar to what Liv have got at the moment, but I think it's just good to see it that. Is, it, is, it, like, it is positive in that way, but it is like it's, it's bad in, it, in another way. That, like... It's got like they're this. even saying that they're going to float the, all the players five hundred grand each for expenses, and then take it back through the winnings. Is that what they're doing? Yeah, I didn't see that bit. Yeah, yeah. So basically, each each of the two hundred or so tour members are getting half a million a year taken against the winnings. So they get it at the beginning, and then they they pay it off. So, so they can a... pay for expenses to plan the schedule. It's the the the, the non out of pocket from the start. I think that goes back to the point that we raised yeah, at the that's beginning. What about... Liv were doing though, Liv paid for the caddies, pay for the food, pay yeah. for the like, transport. Travel. And what we said about that wasn't it that if you've got that in place, it allows the players to use the best facilities to be able to fly privately to yeah. be able to do these things. So you do get to see the best of them. There's not that financial pressure knowing that you've got that 500k. All right, it's going to be taken off the earnings, but. Pretty sure the majority of them are going to be earning more than five hundred k in the year. Yeah, aren't they? Well, like the top two hundred, yeah, yeah. You would you would like to think that it's more the people below, and then like like what if someone starts the year one like two hundred and one, did that, and then they get nothing, and then within a week they're in the. But then it is yeah. sort of a good incentive to be like, right, okay, like I've got something to play for you, yeah, to get into that two hundred, yeah. So it's like looking after like the smaller guys, isn't it? It is, yeah. Do I you think, know what I mean? yeah, you've got that. From one two six to two hundred, get straight into the corn ferry final. So they've got an opportunity to get the PJ Tour card, haven't they? Yeah. All this money that's come out, so eighteen, twenty millions, like two hundred, five hundred thousands, like there's a lot of money coming from somewhere. Well, yeah. Well, you mentioned it last week. There was a quote to say that one point five billion in profit. Yeah. So yeah. there's money there. I think one of the 
other things that came out of it was that they're going to renounce their non-profit status as a, as a, as a business. So what that does is that um, allows investors and equity firms to pump money into the tour then. But at the moment, they can't have that. Right, I see. So that then that can potentially give more purses. And if they move away from the non-profit status and they move into the um, whatever the alternative is, that they can have, people can actually invest into the tour and pump money into it. So you could see a lot higher purses. And then there's probably a a chance that they can compete with Live financially. Well, then, well, I was just looking at another thing. One of the Live golfers who's come out and saying that, like, it's it's worrying for the lower tour golf because they're not really getting looked after. The top two hundred are now getting looked after, but then anything below that is it's worrying times. One, they don't know what's coming, they don't know whether they're coming or going, sort of thing. It's the same now, though, isn't it? Yeah, but I know. Yeah, but then what they're saying is the same. Like he would, he would talk. Then whoever they was talking to had an argument. Well, what about the lower guys on live? And he was like, well, anyone who live bumps off, goes into the Asian tour, which is at a four hundred million pound commitment of the Saudi money yeah. blown into it. And there's a way to play them a way back on to live through the Asian Tours International Series. Yeah, so you're basically the same way that you will go from Corn Ferry onto it's the, the same thing, yeah. PJ Tour. You go from what well, we know now, DP World Tour, onto PJ Tour because that's sort of acting like a feeder at the moment, isn't it? So it's the same as yeah, you go to the Asian Tour. But that this sort of money, that 400 million there, that like what you're talking about, them events on the PJ Tour, like to pumping it into the Asian Tour. Like, if that sort of money, there was another thing pumped into the DP and had these big, massive marquee events with, with all these with, with players coming and the, all these players earning more money on the DP, it's like, then they can pick to go where they want then. This That's is, what I, said, this is what I said the, the other week, wasn't it? You know, the DP World Tour has got the Rolex series, which is unbelievable, but it's, it, it's filtered for the best players to come over and play in those because the pace is there. Yeah. Whereas, or they choose to. Yeah, or they choose to. Yeah, so you've got, you need to have those tournaments which you've got one, two, three million paces and bump them up to seven, eight, nine million. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because then what you'll get is the top players in the world, if they've got 18 tournaments with 20 million uh, paces with no cuts of what they're talking about introducing, and then you've got big paces in the DP World Tour, then, you know, you've got an, you've got a choice then. You've got live throwing loads of money about. You've got the top 60 players in the world playing these tournaments and you've got an unbelievable pace over on the DP World Tour yeah. as well. It just does. And obviously, like you say, the Asian Tour's getting money pumped into it. So Exactly, yeah. It just works for it works for golf. And then you will see the best players come through because, like you say, money provides opportunities. Mm-hmm. It provides you to, like you say, travel privately. It, it allows you to spend more time practicing in the best facilities. You can travel over to, if you get an invite to go and play somewhere, you're not, like if somebody gets an invite to go and play in America or they get an invite to go and play on the European tour, they might think, well, no, I don't want to do that because financially it's too much for me to go over and do something. So they miss out on that opportunity. Yeah. Whereas if there's more money floating around the tours and the money's going into the pockets of the players, then you're going to see the best talent rise at the top. It's you, all, would, you would hope so anyway. It's also a knowing as well of like, so say you commit, you get into the BMW at Wentworth and you're like, lovely, okay, you got a chance to make a good few bit of quid here. And then two weeks before, like, oh, Rory's playing now. Oh, Ram's playing now. Oh, um, yeah, Sheffield's coming over. It's like, oh, you like, we will live or with, like with these events. Like, you, once you get yourself there, like, you know who you're playing against. Yeah. And you can, you've, you've, You've got your mindset on that, and you can focus on it. Yeah, 
You know what I mean? Yeah, the argument there would always be that, like, if you're intimidated by them players coming over, then maybe you don't belong to no, the No, I'm not saying that they them. would be intimidated, but it's just nice to know you, who you yeah. your field and who you're playing against. And even from an organisation perspective, you can market it you better. You can market it better, yeah. yeah exactly. Oh, uh, the only other piece of news I've got is that, um, and I don't know the source, but there's potentially seven signings to live being announced after the Champions Tour Championships. You just made this up in, in your house and your bills. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little bit of a game. Yeah. Who do you think the seven are, Kevin? Well, do you want me to go first with a full seven? Yeah, come on. Let's hear yours first. And so, your reasons. obviously, Cameron Smith. Yeah. Because it's just done. <laughs> Leishman. Because he's gone with him. he's basically gone with him. Adam Scott. Okay, interesting one. To make Team Australia up. Adam Scott was an attendee at the... He's undercover. <laughs> um but like I said, it doesn't mean that they're going to go. No, no, yeah. yeah. Um, Tommy. Do you I think mean, Tommy, I, yeah? Yeah, I think there's been a... I'm just going off what the... Ru- I'm more going off the rumour mill. What, he hasn't Twitter? played... I know, obviously, because of his mum and all that, he hasn't played the FedEx and that, but it's... I don't know. I just think Tommy Tommy will go. Hideki Matsuyama. Yeah. There's been big talk of him going. Um, Jean de Chaffley. Do you think Xander will go? Yeah, I just, I've just, he's been quite vocal about like missing Dustin Johnson, and he? <laughs> <laughs> he has to be fair, yeah. And the new here, Cantley. Okay, I've got five of your seven there. Right, okay. So I've gone: Cam Smith, Leishman, Matsyama, Cantley, Fleetwood. Cantley, yeah. Yeah. Do you think? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Why? Yeah. I don't know why I said him. Do you know what? There's been much, there's been much talk of him, has there? But I just, I just don't know why we've both said that. No, I can't really justify it, but it's probably similar to why you've picked Xander. I just, I just, I don't, I, there's no real reason as to why he hasn't done nothing or said anything, which would make me think that he's going to go there. But I just think that he's one of them, t- he's the type of personality where he doesn't give too much away. So it's difficult to guess and gauge. Yeah. what he's actually going to do. You, you don't know his next move. He's got quite a poker face, hasn't he? In the way yeah. he is, he's very, um, very consistent with with the way he acts and the way he does things. So I don't know. I just it's more of a feeling with Cantley. I just well, feel like he's gonna go. Yeah, that it's the same with me. It's like I don't know what is bringing me towards him, but I just feel that. Well, yeah, then, there has been rumours about. Well, it. Do you know what it was? It was more of a process of elimination for me. It was yeah. more like he's definitely not. He's definitely not. He's definitely not. He's definitely not. If the if they're meant to be bombshell signings, I was looking only top twenty. It's more the fact that as well that Cantley's not come out and categorically said no. no well, yeah. I've not heard. I've not heard. And with the other players like JT, Rory, and those guys, they've They're all been vocal, very vocal yeah. about it. Um, so the other two that I've gone for is Mito Pereira, yeah, and Seamus Power. Yeah, like listen, there's no, there's no right or wrong answer. Exactly. Yeah, that's the if there was seven to look for. But I honestly think that why Pereira again, just. You know, I th- he's he's quite close to Ortiz and Anse. Don't know, it's just they've gone over. It's it's you're playing internationally, so there's an opportunity for potentially playing closer to home. Just a feel. Have any events in Chile? Did he? <laughs> they don't have any in Chile, but they have. They're going to do international, aren't they? So yeah, it'll be like in and Bangkok around. And yeah, in and around, close to home, we potentially be able to go home and in in the breaks. Yeah, because they're, they're obviously no, they're having, like, they're having fourteen events, aren't they? I could be completely miles off. Do you know what I mean? Like, it could, yeah. 
you know, he nearly won a major this year, didn't he? It's his first, it's a rookie season on the PJ Tour. Maybe he's loving it and um, getting ready. But I don't know, just if I had seven to choose, that would be my seven, yeah. Fair enough. Only one other little bit of golf news I've got there, and it's not even news, it's more of a story of Freddie Couples telling a story about Joe LaCarver, did you hear it? No, go on. So he was like, he was talking about, he was, he got to a tournament, or sorry, he was playing a tournament, and he was, it was a par five around the corner. He's like, I want to twit six, Joe like seven. He's like, I want to twit six, Joe like seven. So he re- repeats it twice. And so he hit seven, what Joe said, come up 10 yards short, like got the seven iron, like threw it on the bag, stormed off, was raging. Anyway, that was the 18th. He said the next week on the Tuesday, they get to the, the range. He's looking through. He's like, where's your seven iron? And then Joe goes, oh, it's um, where you left it on the 18th last week. <laughs> And Freddie Couples said, I didn't know where to laugh or oh, flip. He said, I went fucking mental, then I laughed. Fair play to the lad, though. That, isn't it? Yeah. That's probably what's caught his eye with Tiger, isn't it? Like, it's just no nonsense. No nonsense, yeah. It's, you've got to stand up for yourself, haven't you? I mean, I know the player's the boss. We know that. The player yeah. is the boss. They can choose the team, choose the caddy. But ultimately, like, you gain respect off that, don't you? Yeah, of not taking percent. the shape, like they respect you a bit more to say. Well, I don't know if he was in the days of like tour trucks, did you just get a new one and all that? You know what I mean? It's like it's sick on it? the phone to the BMW. Yeah. Says, Someone handed me seven iron. Great, isn't it? Yeah, it's a great story. That and he looks dead young as well. I don't know like how old Lacar was when couples was like playing that, but he looks young. Yeah, I'm not sure. He must like looks 20s, like does he? Yeah, yeah, but like could be massively off there, but <laughs> fact check it. Yeah. Birdie Bogey bus time. Let's go. It's that time again, y'all. The Birdie Bogey bus. The Birdie Bogey bus. Birdie Bogey bus. What have you got for your birdie this week? So my birdie is, and it's never ever been this, the rules of golf actually common sense prevailed and it was more John Rahm that sorted it more than the rule. So... Like Matsuyama's standing there on the edge of the bunker. Yeah. Takes a practice swing and it was like sitting on top of the grass. Takes a practice swing and the ball rolls into the bunker. So Ram's like standing there so he can see. And the rules official comes over and like, okay, well, blah, blah, like that ball, like it's it's a penalty sort of thing. And then like Matsuyama was like, so he hasn't got the best English. And Ram like says like he took a, his swing was miles away from the ball. He says we'd only just got here. And I took a swing, like a good, and match Amma showed it was a good yard away from where he was. No disturbances to the thing. And then the rules official was like, it was a bit of back and forth, to and fro, and round there, all standing there. And then he goes, okay, then, well, if if you were, weren't there and you didn't take an attempt, blah, blah, the, the ball's in play, no penalty. And all the crowd go, <laughs> and they start like clapping. And it was just good to see, like, one, I don't know what, what would have happened if John Ram was there. So it could have easily been me bust. It could, it could have been another player because we spoke, didn't we? Was it at the, was it at the players where they were talking about where Daniel Berger's ball crossed? Was it Daniel Berger? Yeah, and then um, and then there was, come over and was like it was back there, or the other player come over. And yeah, there was arguments yeah. about about where it crossed on the yeah. line. Where you know it's, you're really getting an advantage if you're talking about five yards crossing. And yeah, there's no exact science to it, really, is no. there? It's just based on um, visual preferences. So. Well, you know yourself, you you could drive a ten yard towards the green and make a a bogey, or you can hit it in the trees and make a bogey. It's like it's golf's golf, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah, there's no guarantees in golf, is there? So no. I think that's good. Good birdie, that is good yeah, to see. It was just 
And I think players need to do that more often because it is golf is a game of you know integrity, integrity and honesty, isn't it? Yeah. So you just need to trust that the players, the professional athletes, they're not going to try and bend the rules. If Matsuyama says that didn't disturb it, then you just got to take him on his word. I don't know if he could, he was even getting that far. Oh, the rules fixer just said he showed them what he's done. He said penalty. I you, you couldn't really hear him what Matsuyama was saying. He was just like showing like where he was. Right. It. Yeah. You know what I mean? But Ram like came to the. To the rescue, but my other birdie was going to be oh two birdies, yeah. Because new of segments, the, I, <laughs> <laughs> the birdie, birdie, bogey, bogey, bus. I'm on the birdie train. <laughs> no, because I forgot to mention it in golf news, but that video game, oh wow, Tiger Woods video game, two K, yeah, caught Tiger 2K Woods twenty three in it, like yeah. that's still what it's called, isn't yeah. it? Obviously, the the, the trailer the just today with out, all yeah. like Tiger Woods on the throne and all yeah. that, like and. The gameplay looks amazing. You can be yourself like that fella. You can just... be MJ as well, can't you, as a, as a celebrity? Can you, yeah? Yeah, Michael Jordan, yeah. i just seen that um, the fella turns into the graphic character and the graphics look unreal. Like, yeah. There's women on it. Like It just seems like it's got everything. Yeah, that's it. I'm looking forward to them. Just need to order an Xbox and a PS5 or whatever. Or a PS12 we're up to now. <laughs> I, I do like, I was looking on eBay, mate. <laughs> now David's got a uh, PlayStation, hasn't he? We'll have to have it. Um... Get round. After have a night. Yeah, boss. Tiger Woods night, yeah. So my birdie is, we've spoke about it in golf news, but it's the proposed changes um, from the Fire Pit Collective blog that, that are coming through. Interesting. Um, obviously, I've spoke about it. I just think that Liv obviously have originally pushed this conversation, haven't they? Because they've thought, you know, and it is risky, like the traditions of golf, and as we know it, four day, and then you're just completely changing the scope of golf. Yeah. No cut. And, we spoke about it again in the past where we've been like the PJ tour should have spoke to live and all this could have been fine. Uh, they could have worked together, but, and there's been a lot of standoff as in the, like, um, we're not doing this players aren't going there. You take your players. We'll take ours. You're not coming back. You're not playing. But I think for them now to appreciate, and I don't know where this has come from, but for them to appreciate that there is a market for that form of golf and that way of golf, and then for the PJ Tour to be like, well, okay, if there's a market for it and people are liking it, and we've read the feedbacks, because imagine they've taken feedback from social media and all all other sources of public information, as well as potentially surveys and got the players' in, intake on it, then I think it's good that they're bringing that into their own tour to be like, okay, well, if this works, then PJ as a, as a tour, and if golf fans are going to like it, it's going to bring a new audience, then let's push forward with it. Like, I'm not just pro PJ Tour. I'm not pro live. I'm pro golf. Yeah. So it's like, I just want to be able to sit down, watch golf, watch the best players play, and just enjoy the game. Right. It doesn't matter whether it's a live tour or PJ Tour. I just want to, and that's, we've always said, haven't we, that the live tour format will work. We believe yeah. that it will work. So the fact that the PJ Tour have taken the stance to be like, well, they never admit this, but they're basically taking the same format, aren't they? Yeah. And making it their own, with a, with a few with a few different elements to it. So, my birdie is just the fact that the game's growing. Take the noise out the way, and the game's growing. There's loads of money being pumped in from all different angles, um, and we're, we're seeing different formats. Right. So let's just skip through the bogey a second, and then I'll hit you with me bust. Why? Because my bus the direct opposite of that. <laughs> <laughs> Pros and cons to everything. Go on. Um, well, no, we could do the bogey first. So we bogeyed the DP getting cut to three days. That was because of the weather. Like, yeah, couldn't either continue yeah. it onto the Monday or whatever. Like, Mansell, he was right up there. 
three back, yeah. And then he has the two over, and yeah. he's still sort of in not in the hunt, but he's mm. seven back. He would have been with seven he? back, but it's it was more just like the the pressure. It's last day pressure when it's when it's like it's a four day tournament. I don't know. I didn't like it. No, yeah, yeah. It just it depends what the weather forecast was like for the Monday. You yeah. know, have they got the same type of thing again? They've got to go to Switzerland the following week. What are the delays there to, to get up to get over yeah. and stuff logistically? But yeah, no, it yeah, was it's not, disapp- it's never happened, is it? It was disappointing. Yeah, maybe they could have got some of the players out on the on the Saturday and then played a full day on the Sunday. They've done it before. There's enough light yeah. now, isn't there, to get them to play more holes on the Sunday to get a finish, but yeah, justifiable. Just a bit disappointing. Yeah. What's your bogey? Change of tune slightly because I know I like the fact that when you get to the playoffs, anybody can win it. I do like that, but I just don't like how certain players who haven't really had the best of seasons would have had one good tournament. Who are you referring to, yeah? Well, Scott Stallings. Uh-huh, I knew you were going to say that. Just No, fair play to him. He's had a great tournament, but his last win on the PJ Tour was eight years ago. He hasn't won this season, and he starts 12th. Has that just... Torres has never won? And he starts second or third? Well, he has won now, though, hasn't he? Yeah, once. I suppose, one and it was pl- at this play, in the playoff, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. I just think my bogey is the Tour Championship format, so when we're at this position now, there should be more metrics that are taken into consideration as nice. to how the how the position, so how many top 10s they've had throughout the year, how many wins they've had, how many of them wins are majors. Well, it there is, should isn't be... it? But it's not, in, though, is it, it is it's reflected in the points. Yeah, but then the points when you get into this position, it's not, is it? Yeah, it's a, obviously you've got well more. You're playing for five, five times, four or five times more points. Yeah, I suppose. So that's all I'm saying is if you're going to give somebody a a start at six, seven under par compared to somebody who's one, two under par, but that person who's one, two under par has had a better season than you, the advantage shouldn't be that. Well, it should maybe a, be. It should maybe be a bit. Yeah, I've got a bit of thing of the last 10 years, if this format would have been in play, what would have happened? Go on then, just my No, we'll do it when we get to the... So watch your bus then, so go on, give it to me. my bust is, well, no, it's not even giving it to you, but it's more like, it's like you do your job for X amount of years, and then all of a sudden you get off with a new job, and then your boss coming to you and saying, oh, we'll double your wages if you stay. Oh, we'll do this, we'll do that. And you're like, hang on a minute, if this new thing didn't come along, I'd still be getting the same as what I got. So why are you coming in now? It's like, you need to know your worth. And like, Phil Mickelson recognised his worth, pushed back, and has been extradited for it. But whereas really, all the players on the PJ Tour should be thanking him. Oh, yeah. And, and then Fowler saying like, oh, we need to get ahead of this. We should have got ahead of this. Like, yeah, they should have got ahead of it, but they weren't ahead of it. So then don't just bring out a diet live tour in the middle of the PJ tour just to give keep keep your players yeah like come up with I know it's like it's like they we're not yeah. realizing it's the same format yeah so they should be more innovative in their approach to do something that is a bit different not just think well that's a good idea let's take that let's and have do that and put it in around the middle of what we're doing just to put more money into the top 60 yeah yeah so then none of them run away yeah and it brings it on to my bust as well my bust is just uh, a continuation of the conversation from me bogey last time, but it's had an upgrade to a bust. Just the official world golf rankings. No, oh, yeah. So you're talking about that's an upgrade. <laughs> you're talking about the um the top sixty players in the world now on the PJ tour getting that money. Then you know it's so difficult now to get into the top sixty in the world. Yeah. If you're not 
on that PJ Tour yeah. and you're playing it. So everything feeds into it. Uh, again, this week, 10 points you got for winning on the DP World Tour. And we've done a post, didn't we? I know it was the Corn Ferry final, so there would have been higher ranked players, which is fair enough. But the DP World Tour and the the winner on the DP World Tour and the winner on the Challenge Tour combined points were still less than the winner on the Corn Ferry Tour. That's, that is disgraceful. And the DP World Tour has always been second, second, like on par at times, maybe second fiddle to the PJ Tour, hasn't it? And it's now get, it's just getting sunk. Yeah. And it's a shame, really, because, you know, the DP World Tour, we talk about legacy and history. Like you look at the Faldos of the world, the Westwoods of the world, the, you know, the players who've got Paul Casey's won on the DP World Tour 15 odd times, Matt Fitzpatrick, who's who's a major champion. I was won six or seven times on the DP World Tour. Do you know what I mean? There's history there and it's it's proven tour that will get it will progress the best players to be the best players in the world and major winners. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like Nick Faldo's a major winner. Yeah, of course. Where does he come from? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Matt Fitzpatrick's a major winner. Where does he come from? Sheffield. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's just if it continues on this path. Well, it it's might. like it's like the the PJ Tour up its stake to forty percent in the DP World Tour, and all it's done really is suppressed it and made it less a less of a product than what the PJ Tour is. Yeah, and like everyone can see what's happening. And I mentioned it last week, didn't I? You know, you and Ferguson would have had to win, has to win joke eight times to get the same amount of points as Will Zalatoris did. Absolutely, and you joke. can talk about oh, it's the playoffs, it's more yeah. But this week at the playoffs, there's only seventy players, so the fact that there's a shorter field. And you've got a higher chance of getting a higher position. Like I'd, I'd be interested to know, and I'll probably have a look at this to see what how many world ranking points seventieth place got compared see, to yeah. compared to anybody, someone who finished in the top ten on the DP World Tour. Yeah, just to see that comparison to say, like, if you turn up and you like to have a top ten on the DP World Tour is not easy. No, you've got unbelievable players there. Thomas Peters was there that week. Mantle's playing really well. So me bust is just. There needs to be a lot more thought and a bit more fight to get more points on on the other tours. I'm not saying that the PJ Tour doesn't deserve to have the top point. It definitely does. It's got the best players, but the difference between the tours is it's just like too much. The, the the going against the strength of field, like it, like I said last week, they're going against the strength of field, like it, like it. The cream always rises to the top when it doesn't. Well, in the using that as an example. Will Zalatoris is getting 68 points and Ewan Ferguson's getting eight and they're both winning on separate tours. How is Ewan ever going to get into that top 60? No. Because they're const- that, that top 60 is always going to play on the PJ Tour. So that's always going to be worth 50 points. And if they start this 18 top 60 players in the world, 18 events, then that's going to be worth the, that's going to be worth the, the highest rankings. Or is there going to be that arguments with Liv where well, do they deserve world ranking points for that, for that, in that series? And while they're playing that tournament, that that eighteen tournament, and there's other tournaments going on, while they're not getting world ranking points and live aren't getting world ranking points, does that mean that the DP World Tour it's then be, gets seventy yeah, look, points? If you, when you put, when you say like the world rankings, yeah, yeah, that means every player in the world combined of what they've done, this is the rankings of where they sit. It's not a fair reflection of that, no, because there's it's the PJ Tour quality, There's quality players that. Aren't even allowed to get ranking points anymore. Yeah. So it's like, how can it be? It's not a world ranking system. There's an article saying DJ's dropped outside the top twenty in the world. Well, obviously, because he's not playing in yeah, tournaments yeah, where he's exactly. going to be able to get any. So 
It'll be outside the top two hundred by the end of or by the end of this year. Like yeah. Bryson will be outside the world top two hundred, like all that. Like and it's the PJ Tour are probably thinking it's like a little dig for them in it. Yeah, they but they've got to they've got to really think about how they want to structure this now. Because if they're talking about an eighteen tournament, sixty players, no cut tournament, yeah, then that's the best players in the world at that point playing those eighteen tournaments. So while those eighteen tournaments are going on. Liv's going to have 14 tournaments going on. And if Liv had declined world ranking points, then they've got to decline the PJ Tour world ranking points at that point, have they? Because it's the same format. Yeah, I think it's the shotgun start, isn't it? That's the problem. And the three days. So because they're going to be playing over 72 holes, that that's fine. Yeah, I think that the, the stipulations for world ranking is, I think they do have challenge tour events and there is a few little ones where they have had world ranking points, but I think 72 hole format... That's what I could gather off the comments. Okay. It's seventy-two format and the shotgun start. Yeah, take the do something that you yeah. don't get it. You don't qualify. Okay, and it's the governing bodies that sit there that do this are on the PJ tour, like they're all, like the RNA. Yeah, these. Keith Pelly, Jay like Monaghan. It's, yeah. it's not. They're not getting it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like unless they go to course they're getting twenty fucking twenty-six. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's review some golf then. Let's start with the D and D check masters first. Yeah, it was good to see. Um, every time we used to look around last year, remember Gavin Green was just always at the bottom of the leaderboard. Yeah, we were like, yeah. "What is he up to?" It was good yeah. to see him. Like, and you could see in his um, one of his interviews after the Saturday, like when he shot that sixty-one, yeah. and then he was he had a Friday a four was, shot well, yeah. lead of oh, Friday, sorry, because yeah, the Saturday was a washout. Um, it had four eagles, and the fellows like, like the par fives are doing well here. Like you, you've had a great round, and he was like, he was nervy, like you could tell, like he. It's new to him, like yeah. shooting good scores, and it was boss to see though. Yeah, it was. Yeah, and he had a he had quite a lead, didn't he? Three yeah. shot lead going into the final round, so that's obviously going to play play on your nerves. And having that put on eighteen to take it to a playoff, an absolute horseshoe. Oh my god! Nearly come back to him, and you could see how devastated he was. But then, obviously, that devastation is obviously a polar opposite to. Max Kiefer, who obviously gets his first DP World Tour win. Unbelievable. And obviously the scenes when him and his team are watching it on the iPad. Well, um, obviously he misses the putt and say, it's just the opposites of emotions, isn't it? Oh, You've got yeah, somebody that's, that's devastated right. and somebody flying high. Well, that's it. And then like shooting 66, but then it was like um, Green had it under control. He was three under on the day. He was cruising. And then he had a double. It was like 14 or on 15. The 14, and he, it was, he yeah. had a double. Yeah. And it's like, oh. You see that all the time, though. It's costly. It's the nerves, isn't it? One bad shot leads to leads a catalog to, of a it. Catalog of errors, yeah. Um, but shot of the tournament for me, the seventeenth was playing the hardest hole all week, um, and there was only eight birdies made on the day. And Keith F from two two four has put it to about three or four foot and just knocked it in. Gangster. Made his birdie. Obviously wins by one shot. He's played that hole that week one under par for the week and that was obviously the difference that's so, the difference isn't it baby yeah. in the 17th to, to take it but, but he's good with the long irons because we've done it um, and we made that albatross at the oh was that him was it the German Open yeah oh yeah I forgot about that I don't think it was called the German it was a BMW International yeah open, I remember, remember yeah. the one out there it was in the rough sort of thing in the rough he yeah. Held, yeah and he held it yeah same man. guy so yeah um, 32 years old um, he's the 11th first time winner on the tour this season that moves up to 32nd in the DP World Tour rankings. Probably takes him down in the world, does it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's gone up to 32 and then down to 400 in the world. Sick, man. But it was disappointing for Mansell, wasn't it, as we mentioned earlier, like yeah. that 74 final round, like not his finest work. But no, I no, was speaking to Connor uh, over the weekend, the first few days, and he said that like he's 
he's absolutely striping it, playing so well, so impressive to watch. You know, as he's walking around with them and yeah. things. It's, don't think he didn't make a bogey first day. He made maybe one bogey second day, did he? I think he made one bogey second day, yeah. So 36 holes of flawless golf. And then that break sort of messed up his momentum by the looks of things. I haven't spoke to Connor about Sunday. It's, but... It probably messes up everything, doesn't it? Messes up your plans, your board. Like, you, do you want to practice? Can you practice? Yeah. Like, I seen Ian Poulter put a video where he was like, yeah, what are you doing? And they opened the door and he was in the shower with his full waterproof suit on. It was putter putting <laughs> into it into a cup. And he's like, I'll just practice me putting for tomorrow. Brilliant. No, but it was a great tournament to watch, wasn't it? Yeah, um, it was. To say that the, the world ranking points need to be changed, really. So they need to be given better opportunities, don't they? These, do these guys, because it's always difficult to win um, tournaments, especially at that level. So um, on to the. Omega European Masters for them, which we'll come on to later. Yeah. So the BMW, which yeah. was this, the top 70, all um, fighting out for a place in Eastlake, wasn't we? Yeah. And John Rahm was like five over through his first 27 holes. And then he just turned it around and yeah. he was like five under after 54 holes. And you're yeah. like, wow. Yeah. What a turnaround that is. And then it, it's, you think somebody like John as well, obviously the talent of him, it, when. That momentum, he's going to take that straight into Eastlake, isn't he? Yeah. And you can't discount him. I know he's a few back, but was he 13th? Is he starting at 300, 400, is he or something? Yeah, of course. But um, yeah. when you turn that form around, I think the same thing happened to Xander Shoffley. Same thing happened to Xander Shoffley before he went on to, to win. He missed the cut. He was on the button. And then he shot like, I don't know, ridiculous. On the Sunday anyway, ridiculous. He finished second in the end or third in the end. But if he'd have... If he'd have just had like an, an half decent um, Thursday and Friday, he'd have won by about fifteen shots. He was that good. Joking. I can't remember what tournament it was, but it's this. It seems like the same thing. Whereas Rams found something there, and he's turned it round. And I think he's definitely one to watch out for. A million Even though he's seven back, you know he's still capable. A, well, there's a few like even like Adam Wise and Adam Scott, like you were talking with. Um... Getting up and down on the last and and, and paring the seventy second hole just to take them two last spots. Yeah, it's even they've got a puncher's chance, haven't they? Yeah, I know. I keep saying puncher's chance because I was watching the boxing on the weekend. <laughs> no, but yeah, I mean, ten shots back they start even, don't they? Ten shots back against someone like Cantley, I think you need that those guys who are from like twenty to thirty who are like starting at level one, two under. They do need the lads in front of them. To have shockers really, and then for them to play well, just because Sheffler, what Sheffler? Well, Sheffler, yeah, Sheffler needs to have a shocker. They say Cantley. You say Cantley yeah. Sorry, yeah, Cantley's second, isn't he? Um, yeah, so the likes of Sheffler, Cantley, um, and, and those guys, they need them to have a bit of a bad start to bring it together. But we don't normally see that, do we? Like I've noticed over the last few years, whoever's number one and number two, they always have a good start to the to the tournament, like three or four under for the first day. It'd be yeah. nice to see. It'd be nice to see on the first day it all if they had a bit of a shocker and it just all bunched. Yeah. And you've got 30, 30 well, guys just going for the title. Then. Well, it was good to see Sheffler actually playing a bit of nice golf this week. Like he's been missing cuts. He's been off. Like, you know, he had that lightning streak, didn't he? But yeah. he sort of he was either on or off, wasn't he? Like so and yeah, well, this week he was back. Do you know what was interesting as well? We spoke last week, didn't we, about the impact of you and Ferguson playing with Connor Simon's best mate. Yeah. And both of them playing well and doing well together. Well, Patrick Cantley and 
Xander Shoffley both won Zura partners, the best friends. They practiced together and they were together for all four days this week. Must be, yeah. Yeah. So it just shows you that, like, when you're playing in that comfort zone with somebody um, who you constantly practice with and you feel comfortable around, yeah, it does sort of bring out the best in you, doesn't it? And he was asked um, a number of questions about it and he was like, who gets the better of? He said, well, you know, we play dead modest about it, can't we? And he's like, he is with everything. He was just, you know, this week they played Monday, Tuesday. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday together. That's mad. So six six out of seven days they were playing together and every time they're at the same tournament, they are practice partners. So I just took something from that because, you know, even going down 18, that bunker shot from Cantley where he's had to cut that eight iron to yeah. the middle of the green. Um, Eamon Miles left balls above his feet. It's just asking to go left. It's one of them ones that you know, he's obviously practiced, hasn't he? That's like, what you were talking thing, about at the beginning of the thing. But yeah. even on, on 18, he's obviously knocked that putt just lipped out, tapping, you know what I mean? He's marked it because he knows it's for the win, so he can celebrate, but the crowd were going mad, thinking the tournament's over, and he was just like, look, just calm down and let, let Xander put out. And he didn't know it at the time, but if Xander would have knocked that put in, Cantley would have went to number one. Oh, right, because he because got Zander, Scheffler. Xander would have went, Xander tied third with Scheffler, didn't he? Ah, right, and he would have been third, and Scheffler would have went to fourth, and that point's difference would have meant that can't Lee went on went on top, but obviously you missed it. Well, if you're talking about not liking the point system and, and what's like the playoffs and all that, like Cantley's season, like he's had a couple of seconds, the one at the RBC, one at the um Travellers. No, the Rocket Rocket Mortgages. Yeah. And another one at won Zurich, didn't he? He won the Zurich, which is what? A team, a team event. event. One of a second at Phoenix as well. Yeah. So it's like without a shadow of a doubt. Scotty Scheffler deserves to be number one, so there's no arguments there. He's number one. And then, like, on merit, really, Smith should be number two. Yeah. And the reason he's not is probably because he withdrew. Yeah. because And Zalatoris withdrew as well. So, yeah. you know, yeah. I, I just think... What that did with Zalatoris? He got off a back injury, did he? Yeah. A back or hip or something. Yeah. yeah looked in, when he Someone's was seen... going the... around doing everyone's hips in. <laughs> <laughs> Need Chubbs Peterson. <laughs> That's it, yeah. Uh, and then the only other person I want to speak about is Thea Gala. He's one of the ones who, outside of the top 30, going into the the, the final round. And he needed to finish one under the last two holes to, to get in. He didn't know it at the time, but that was what was required. And then on 17, he holds this 35-40 putt from the front of the green, goes in. But what caught me eye was his dad. So his dad was following us around, and the putt went in. His dad was dancing around, high-fiving everybody. Sick, and then um, there's a clip on the PJ Tour website where when he's going down 18, he knocks this tree. He was off the map, right? He's got no shot whatsoever. There's low-hanging trees. He's got it. It's a low-cutty one. Uh, ends up getting it to the front of the green. Chips it up to about, I would say, about six, seven foot. So a, a, a tasty one. And he knocks that in. And again, his dad jumps up in the stand, high-five, and everyone jumping around. So Great, isn't it? Just, it is, it's, it's just the energy. You can see where Theo Gala gets his energy from. Oh, yeah. Yeah, when it's dad's doing that. So I just thought that was a good one to mention. That was a good tournament. And as we said, as I stated last week, no one's ever won back to back BMWs or back or defended the playoffs since it's been the playoffs either. So Cantley's got no, a chance yeah. to make history week on week there. Yeah, no, and he, you know, last year he was by far the best player, wasn't he? No, yeah. And obviously this season he had an extended break after the Ryder Cup, didn't he? Yeah. Came back, didn't find form, but then obviously got. Got 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 it over the line. Got what we need to do. Just before we move on, I just want to talk about the players who came in and who went out. So Scott Stallings, who we spoke about, he started forty six. He moved into number twelve uh, with his um, 
second place finish this week. KH Lee, he was 33 going into the week and he's uh, moved into 26. Adam Scott, as we know, we spoke about him, 45. He starts that. He got up and down on the last for 29. And Adam Wise just moves up one spot from 31st to 30th and then going the other way to replace them for Thomas the Tank Engine. Ran out of steam. Oh. Yeah, he um, he was number 25th going and he's mo- he moved out to 34. JJ Spawn, remember I spoke to him about his final round and whether that would impact him? Yeah. Well, he went from 30th to 33. Now, he would have started 25th if he would have had a decent final round. No way. Um, and he probably would have made it in. So that was quite costly, that final round last week at the, the FedEx for him. Um, he shot a final round, 78, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, um, didn't he? And he finished tied th- 23rd at the BMW, so uh, moved out. Davis Riley, he started 26th and moved to 35th. He had a tied 54th at the BMW, and Kevin Kistner was the final one who moved out. Yeah. He went from 28th to 38th. Yeah, so... It's a bit, it's quite costly as well, isn't it? 30 to 31, because, like, last place gets 500 grand this week. Yeah. So, like, 30 to get 500, or, like, 30 to whatever gets 500,000, no matter what. So, yeah, it's, so a that, lot, it's a lot to play for, isn't it? Especially when you've got 18 million on the line. Well, that's it, yeah. So, that, that up and down from... Um, Adam Scott. Adam Scott, that knocked Shane Larry out. Oh, the yeah, he, he finished early, didn't he? And he was saying, like, oh, I'll be hanging around all day, but I just don't think it'll be good enough. Yeah, but, yeah. So, yeah, we're looking forward to the Tour Championships this week. Before we review that, there's the Omega European Masters. There is. First, yeah. Well, before we move on to that, I wanted to just speak about the Aramco series because the Corder sisters had the big, a boss shootout. Oh, yeah. So, like, um, Jessica opened up with a 61. Unbelievable, 11 yeah. under, and then go. There's only a three round competition, wasn't it? But going in, starting the day, she was seven back. So, yeah, there's a point. Do they get world ranking points for that? Not too sure. They do. Okay. So, what is the problem? You no, know, we talk about, I know it's different because the governing bodies are different because it's the world, world rankings for the women's is different to the world rankings for the men. But, same concept. That's yeah. a 54 hole competition. You've got the best players in the world playing it, um, and they're getting world ranking points for that. Defo, million percent. Yeah, fact check. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure they do. I'm yeah. pretty sure they do because they get, yeah, they do. They get world ranking points. They get, um, and there's not a word said to them, by the way. No, I know. Like, because there's no challenge, is there? Not a word said. That Aramco series isn't threatening anything. It's growing the game for the women, isn't it? Well, it's the same thing. It's like the same. Yeah. So, anyway, carry on. But anyway, so Jessica was seven ahead of Nelly going into the the final round, and then um, Nelly's obviously shot six under final round. Jessica shot five over, and ends up Nelly's won by like four or five from. Yeah, I can't remember who was in second, but Jessica dropped like down. But it was a proper like sister rivalry showing how good they both are, and like they both just rip it. And it's just just for to give a little mention, well done to Nelly for. Winning, yeah, definitely it's a back first in the winners. Win since she's since a blood clot, yeah. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Back Congrats. in the winners circle, it'll feel good, won't it? Because I know last time when Charlie Hull won the Aramco event, it was going head to head with Nelly one, and she pipped her to the post at the end. Yeah, so she's always up there, Nelly Cords in these events. Isn't she's, she? yeah, she's a quality player, like, likes she? the fifty-four hole format. Yeah, yeah. So as you said, moving on to the Omega Masters. Yeah, Omega European Masters. Yeah, this is the one where you get the red jacket and all that, isn't it? Like the like the Masters. Yeah, and yeah. you got the view of the mountains in the background. It's really nice picture. That's course this one. Yeah, uh, Rasmus Hoygaard goes in as defending champ. Yeah, there's quite a field as well. The Hoygaard brothers are, are the back. Um, 
playing this week. You've got Danny Willett. I've seen Danny Willett was playing, yeah. yeah. One. Danny Willett turns up. Ewan Ferguson's back he will, after he's, this win. He's, he's, a, he's won it before, Danny Willett, that's why. Yeah, defending, past, champion, past champion, yeah. And then you've got Adrian Moronk. We haven't seen him for a while, but no. he's back on the on the European tour. Uh, Ryan Fox, who's been out for a few weeks, is back. Uh, the usual Danish lads that you'd normally see, Hansen, Winther, um, they're back in the field. And obviously a, a whole host of Swiss players who I don't know, but they'll get professional tournament invitations. So it'll be interesting to see if any of them uh, yeah. perform well, well as seen, well. Um, obviously our boys, you and uh, Richard back and uh, Slats is getting a start as well. Like It's good to see actual Slats getting a few more. I think he's because he had a couple of good results. Or whatever yeah, I think he, he finished top. Top fifteen was it this week? Top I think ten. He was fourteenth. Yeah, ten under. He finished total, week. didn't he? Yeah, yeah, ten under. So total, it's good yeah. just to see him getting a few more starts because I remember at the beginning of the year he didn't know whether he was coming or going. He was playing clutch or whatever. Yeah, he's got a bit of momentum now, hasn't he? Playing so week in good. week out. Yeah, that um, when we talk about invitations, Filippo Sella won the silver medal, and then he was also up there a couple of weeks back. It was a in in a Celtic manner. Oh yeah, yeah. So he's back in the field, the Italian, uh, and then all the other amateurs in the fields are Swiss nationals. So nice. Again, I'd like good, to, good to see um, what comes of the amateur game. <laughs> <laughs> so it's the what's playing host this week is the Kranz Sur Siri Golf Club. Yeah, and it's six thousand eight hundred and twenty-four yards. Yeah. It's normally a low one, this, isn't it? Yeah, par 70. It's very short, that, isn't it? It is very short, yeah. To be fair. It's quite fiddly, isn't it? I remember there's a couple of a couple of like green light where you can drive it. It's all down the hill, down the altitude and all that, isn't it? Yeah, well, like the, honestly, it, it's literally a course that's built in the, in the mountains. In the mountains, I know. Yeah, yeah, it's unbelievable. So, obviously, because you're so high up, the ball goes further as well. Yeah. So, a lot of wedges into greens at this course. Um, yeah, you'll probably see a low, a low score and one weather as well. Weather's looking good all week, so... Hopefully we'll get all four days, although there is potential for a thunderstorm on the Friday, but they don't know whether that's going to happen or not. Do you know what I was thinking about, right? Wilco Ninaba. Yeah. Like, Bomber. he's coming on the scene as if he's going to be this whale beater, and he hasn't really done much, has he? He's, no, not like really. Like, in terms of, like, up there, winning, still... challenging, leading, going into yeah. the last round, like, nothing. He's still young, though, isn't he? Yeah. He's still young, and... He's just got raw talent, hasn't he? Obviously, it's natural talent with the ball that far. The way oh, he... raw power, yeah, raw power. Yeah, so I think he's always had the distance and then struggled with the feel, hasn't he? Yeah, that's always been his his um his weakness. Like, like so I think, them, yeah. So I think if you know if he if he tidies that up, if he use if he can use his distance to an advantage, you've only got to look at the likes of Rory McIlroy and Bryson DeChambeau who get the ball out there much further than other people when they can tighten up the other parts of the game. He can win comfortably, so I think we will see him come of age. No, of eventually, course, I just wanted bit... to mention that we like we haven't really seen him. Do you know no, what I mean? yeah, he's a bit young, isn't he? Bit yeah. bit raw still, but hopefully we'll see him. Um, so another thing that I wanted to talk about, what I mentioned before, that I've I've went through the um the last ten PJ yeah. tour, like what are they called? Tour championships, yeah. And I applied the um. Scoring system to the to the top thirty. We'll get you. Well, and can't wait to see what this looks like. <laughs> just to see what if it would have made any difference. Okay, yeah. So would it? In nine of them. First question: Did you use a calculator? What do you mean? <laughs> Are we going straight out the brain here? Oh, out the brain, yeah. So nine of them 
It's the same champion. Obviously, okay. I haven't done this. <laughs> <laughs> I've obviously stole this from somewhere. That's okay. But anyway, so it was Monaghan's decision to change this, by the way, in 2019, and the players were against it. Yeah, I've, I've read Remember that. John yeah. Round coming out saying he was he didn't like it, blah blah. But anyway, so since 2007, when it started, nine times it would have been the same champion. So the only times where it would have been different would have been in 2008, where VJ Singh had it all but wrapped up before the finals. Anyway, so if they'd have done that staggered format, Camilo Vajegas would have come out on top. Wow. Yeah. And then in didn't expect that name. I know it might be both of them. You know what I mean? 2008. And then also in 2011, with the format going in, um, Luke Donald would have took the championship from Bill Haas. Remember Bill Haas? That That was the first time it was 10 million, wasn't it? Yeah, that was the big one, wasn't it? And then in 2010, where Jim Furyk won it, it would have went to a sudden death playoff between Luke Donald and Jim Furyk. So Luke Donald with this system from 2007, could have really been back-to-back FedEx Cup champion legend with loads of money in his pocket, like 40 extra million in his pocket, whereas he's just not. He's got none now. Not a washer. He's the European captain, though, isn't he? He is the European Red Cup captain. He's obviously got a few quid. But <laughs> he's not sure. I'm just cash. saying, like... No, I know. It's a bit of difference. Like, yeah. if that change was implemented, that that's that's where the, that's, that's that. No, yeah. Imagine I done that. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't even know where to start. You'd have me worried when you said I've calculated this myself. I know. I, I was going to keep it up. I was going to keep it up, man, but I just didn't. Right then, 30 players all firing it out for the Tour Championship FedEx. So let's go through. I've got a little bit about each of them. Um, do you want me to roll with it? If you want. Yeah. So, do you want me to throw in what I think of each of them? Yeah, let's go, yeah. Scotty Scheffler first then. Masters champ regained top spot with a tied third finish at the BMW. We spoke about him, obviously deserves that spot. He's been unbelievable all season. Four-time winner, world number one. Can't say much else about him. No. Like, he is. But I don't think he'll win me. No, I don't think that. I think over the last few weeks, he's been a bit inconsistent. I know he had a good run last week, but the week before, he missed the cut, didn't he? Yeah. I think that inconsistency is there, and... East Lake might catch him out. It's not the easiest track, is it? No. So, um, obviously, number two again. We spoke about him on the on the pod this week. Patrick Cantley. Yeah. Um, obviously, won back to back BMWs. He's looking to go back to back in the FedEx. Yeah. No, I still I still don't fancy him either. I fancy a, a, ch- a chase and pack of me. I do this yeah. week, this year. I just yeah. think that. Yeah, I think break the mold. Yeah. Nope. You've got Zalatoris and they're coming in next, haven't you? Where he's like coming off an injury. See, I don't I don't think I think he might withdraw, you know. Oh really? Mm. Only because looking at the physio and it looked like he was in a lot of pain when he was in getting it did, him in yeah. certain but positions. He's, he's had a while, hasn't he? He has, yeah. But it's the same with Cam Smith as well. Obviously, if the Cam Smith injury is as bad as we think, you know, the a back injury is bad, isn't it? I think yeah. Zalatoris is is a back injury and Cam Smith's a hip injury. So they're both, from a golfer's perspective, really bad injuries yeah, to get out. Like, so... You know, I need both of them. Like, so... <laughs> <laughs> you definitely do. Fours and the Shoffley. Um, yeah. He's obviously got three wins this year. We spoke about him. Again, he was tied third at Eastleigh. Um, and he's won this before. He likes yeah. it round here. So that's who I fancy to win at me. Do you? Yeah. I think three back. 
Yeah, I think Sander Shoffley wins this. Three back can be gone on the first hole, can't it? Really, if Dublin or a partner bogey, you won't be hard. It's not on the net. No, that's what I mean. I think that's who, I, that's who I'm picking Xander to win. Um, what do you think? I'm going to go Cam Smith, me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, a bit further down the list. Obviously, we've got Sam Burns sitting at six under. And then... He's had his three wins this year, hasn't he? But hasn't done much since. quiet, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. So... And then sitting at five under, you've got... Or are they sitting at four under? Cam Smith and that's sitting at four under, sorry, yeah. Yeah. I, I just fancy Cam Smith. Six but, back. Yeah, even that, that group there at four under, Cam Smith, Rory McIlroy, Tony Fino, Sunjay Im, and Seb Stracker, they can all go low. Yeah. Rory's got an eight under in him. He's won there before as well. He's... Fino's got it in him. Smith can get hot. Yeah. I think any further back than that, you they're a bit too streaky for me. Yeah. Rory's a two-time winner and he won in 16 and 19. He'll be the first player to win it three times, won't he? Yeah, if he won it, yeah. If he won it. So take something off Tiger Woods. There you go, yeah. And obviously Cantley will create a new record, won't he? And back to back. One yeah. thing that he said, um he he was asked in his in, in his post um tournament interview after he'd won the BMW, why is it that you think that nobody's won the tour championships back to back? And he went, um, Tiger was probably injured. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, no, that top ten's looking strong, isn't it? If you move on yeah. to the next ten, then um, just outside John Ram, obviously won the Mexican Open this year, um, and he's made it to East Lake in all six of his tour seasons, so he's familiar. But with his form, probably a bit too much to do. Yeah, he's a bit, he's a bit hot and cold, isn't he? I think all of them are hot and cold, apart from maybe Cam Young. But then he's only new, isn't he? You've got yeah. Scott Stallings, Justin Thomas, Matt Fitzpatrick. Yeah. In that little cluster there at three under. But it's one of them. It's never say never, isn't it? It just all depends what the t- the top guys do, innit? Yeah. If if Scotty Scheffler and and Patrick Cantley both have a bit of a smelly start, then bring everybody down to the seven, six unders. Then if you're three if two or three under, you're not that far away, are you? No, but if and he shoots seven a, under if, then, and then you're ten back, it's a struggle. It's 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 only gonna get worse, isn't it? Yeah. A bit further down the line as well, you've got Hideki Matsuyama, Jordan Spieth, Wahine Neiman and Victor Hovland to complete that top, tw- top Max 20. Max Homer as well. And Max Homer, sorry, as well, yeah. So they're, He's a two-under. They're very capable players, them yeah, five, aren't like, they? Listen, if you got yourself to East Lake and, you, and you're in that 30 elite there, like, you're a capable player, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Unless, Scott, unless you're Scott Stallings. <laughs> <laughs> and then the final 10, um, Colin Morikawa had a... Very, very disappointing season considering how good it was last year. I remember it? how good he, he was playing. I forgot to mention that how solid he was playing. Then he four put for the double, and then he put two in the water and made a 10 on the par five. For yeah, like straight after, and you're like, What? Yeah, like just... we were talking about next Tiger Woods, and don't count him out. Like, you know, he's obviously nah, just having a bit of a bad these season. Players, they just they come and go in little streaks that like there's, there's never going to be another Tiger. No, and then uh, the rest of them in that top. In the final 30, I don't fancy to, to, to have a sniff, really. You've got Billy Horschel, Tom Hoagie, Corey Connors, Brian Harmon, KH Lee, JT Poston, Sahithia Gala, Adam Scott and Aaron Wise. No. All a bit too far back, and they haven't really. I don't, don't I mean, I, they have got low rounds in them, obviously, but I just think with what's in front of them, that the yeah, calibre of player in front of them, the, it's just I can't, a bit I can't much. look past Smith and Rory, to be honest, and Fino. Smith, Rory and Fino, they're the furthest back you can go four under. Yeah. And the hot players. Yeah. I'm going to go Cam Smith, me. I'm going to go Xander. Unless, if it, but if Cam Smith's not, if he doesn't play, then I'll go Rory. Yeah, I think Xander, form-wise, 
has been unbelievable. His, his three wins have come at the back end of the season. Tied third again last week. Yeah. Um, I'd really f- fancy him, yeah. No, it'd be good. It's um, it's exciting. It's yeah. mad that it's all just coming to an end now, isn't it? It's like... Season's it's done, gone, yeah. isn't it? Well, this is it, and this is what's going to be interesting now. Obviously, the PGA Tour season's going to end, and traditionally, you're going to... Well, obviously, you're going to have the President's Cup as well. So all the best players are going to be playing the President's we Cup. We forgot it's... to talk about that. That's next week. That's next, next week, week. We are bringing up the President's we'll Cup. We'll bring the President's Cup, yeah. So, you know, you've got... This tour season's going to end. They'll have a bit of a break. Then they'll have the President's Cup, and then they'll ha- likely have another bit more of a break. While that's happening, the DP World Tour is going to conclude the season. You've got the final couple of Rolex Series events, haven't you? The Tour Championships and the BMW. Yeah. Uh, and then you've got a whole host of other tournaments in between that. I'm going to keep a watchful eye and keep a close eye on how the world ranking points differ. Won't move. Based on. But it's got to, though, because the best players in the world aren't yeah, playing. Yeah, a couple of them. If the top 10 won't move. No, I don't mean that. I just mean how many points are available at Oh, the I see. Sorry, yeah. yeah. Yeah, not where they'll go. No, I know that. But I just yeah. mean because other players are not really playing, the top players aren't playing. And then, obviously, I know BMW is different because Rory's committed, John Ram is committed to them. But they're not playing President's Cup. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how that influence dictates the... Um, the world ranking point system. Yeah. Well, it's obviously going to um, boost it up, isn't it? Having yeah. top 10 players in the world in, in the field. That's it. But we'll be, um, we'll be back to obviously report on the President's Cup next week and, yeah. um, and have a little look, see who the, the tour champ is. And we hope you enjoy the golf. Yeah, and we'll see you all soon. Ciao. Thank you.